0: This podcast is a conversation by Julie Benetti and Susan Barbaro and is a production of VI Alliance. Copyright 2020. And this chart-busting hit, Alone Leave Me, courtesy of New Threads, is available everywhere. Hey-ho, Julie Benetti! <laughs> Hi, Susan Barbaro! <laughs> There we go. We uh, we are ecstatic because we have uh, completed our Kabbalion and me integration of understanding how the Kabbalion by three initiates relates to everything about us, meaning all of us (laughs) and uh, connecting it, which was really fun with stuff we've investigated before many different ways in our Energetic Invocations books. It's always fun to go back and Mm -hmm. It's
1: always fun to go back into, to, to, you know, because you, you, you see things and you hear things that you said and you're like, oh, that was pretty cool. And then you're like, oh, man, did I really know that that's what I meant?
0: <laughs> mm, that, and that's a really cool awareness. That's, that's another dimension of awareness to get to, which is fun and helpful yes. living with the Kabbalion every day. Right. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the last thing that we want to share is we have our last part of the author's cut. And that deals with the last section of Energetic Invocations, The World. And that's part five, looking at uh, nurture, harmony, awareness, truth, and any final words about all all the topics that we've been sharing and talking about in a different way. And once again, we're opening the vault for that. And can I say one thing that I
1: mm-hmm. we, we didn't make mention of that we did? That's kind of interesting how it happened. Mm-hmm. We talked about the Kabbalion being mental. It's all mental, mentalism. And we talked about the world and encompasses, and it it is about mind. And I just wanted to put out there that it's called energetic invocations because we included invocations to read and to feel and to experience with the goal being to help you in changing your mindset because it was all related to, to energy And at the time, I don't know if I could take credit or you could take credit for knowing we were really talking about in in the mind, we worked with the energy, but really, it really was working with your mind and opening up to a broader uh, spectrum of colors, for lack of a better, a a grander Mm. view. And the invocations were were meant to do that. And if, if you have the opportunity, you should go back and listen to the invocations piece of it as well.
0: Hello. As you know, traditionally, the director's cut appears on DVDs and gives you the inside scoop on the actors, the movie, and, of course, the directorial process. EI Alliance, in association with Julie Benetti and Susan Barbaro, is the first to create the author's cut. For the first time ever, you get to hear the who, what, where, when, why, and how the authors came up with what they wrote directly from the authors. This is revolutionary action access to the creative energy and to the creative energy surrounding the authors. Please note, these conversations for the authors' cut occurred in 2015 after the authors published Energetic Invocations, a book of vibrational change. Back then, the original recordings were produced with an audio version of the book read by the authors as well. All copyrights and disclaimers of the book apply to these podcasts. So enjoy as the authors Discuss *Energetic Invocations*, a book of vibrational change, also known as the *Blue Book of Energy*, and *Energetic Invocations Series*, a book of vibrational change, volumes one to seventeen, with *Process This*. Part five, World. When do I measure time? This is Julie Benetti. This is Susan Bavaro, and it's about time. <laughs> we're at the. Uh, we're, we're in the world. Yeah, we're here. <laughs> We're here now and we're looking at when do I measure time? And I, yeah, I know you're going to say it. This so, is one of my favorite chapters, well, this is so, favorite. my favorite section. This and I know balance is yours or most of it or whatever, but this is, this is a kind of cool element because of course, time is man-made. All time is relative. And if you're not here and now, not to quote other people or any other genre of any other belief or understanding or anything, but really, if you're not being where you are at the moment that you're where you are, where are you being? <sighs> Wow. Did you get that? <laughs> she blew through. So Julie
1: is very much science oriented. She's very much, you know, she, she really enjoys, and, I, and I've learned a lot from her in on, on, on that regard. And the only thing I ever knew about time, no one can disagree with us. All there is, no matter what's going on in your life, whatever drama issues, personal issues, work issues, health issues, whatever it is, right here and right this second Is all there is right this second. And right this second, everything is okay. Everything is okay. I don't care what's going on. Right this second, if you just stop and just think of where you are right now, you could be sitting on a bus, you could be in a car, right this second, you are fine. And truth is, that's all there is, is right this immediate nanosecond.
0: Hi, this is Julie here with Susan. What's one of the favorite books that we've written together? My
1: favorite would be Energetic Invocations, Mm. because you tricked me into writing it, (laughs) and it wrote itself, and I just was grateful to be a part of it. I like all the books we've written. We've had so much fun, but that's probably my favorite.
0: You know, I agree with you. I love Energetic Invocations. The Invocations, they're really powerful, and I love the way it slides into the ender scripts. Awesome. Isn't it interesting, Julie, that you and I both grew up
1: outside of Boston? In one town away from each other. And it took, I'm just going to say over 40 years for us to meet and do these podcasts. And the minute we started doing them, they just keep coming faster and faster. Don't you find that fascinating? Sounds like wine or is it cheese to me? I think it's kismet. <laughs> and I think if we go with that, everything that we're saying has been set up divinely for us to say it. Ooh,
0: agreed.
1: And if you're all right right now, then you can be okay. I don't care what's going on.
0: That I get. And so the cool thing in relation to time being relative and all time existing at once and however you want to say the past, present, future and go into science, go into Einstein, go into that cool explanation about how Neville Goddard created health for people and with his imagination by utilizing time. I mean, time is a tool. Time is a pretty Fun tool to utilize and if you think about we've done this sometimes we've been in instances where we've been waiting or we've been trying to push time or make something advance happen or something like that and whenever we're worrying or fearful or wondering or contemplating anything other than where we are like you said right in that moment it's exhausting and it seems like it's well, you very can't prolonged. Do it. you can't do anything
1: about the past i mean you can't do anything about the future i mean unless you play with time but what you have completely is right this immediate moment. Once you really get the gist of that then I think you can start playing with time and going back. If you go back to who I am and some of the things that you were told, some of the things that you cleared about beliefs you had you can even be more powerful in in contemplation. Go back to that point. Almost see yourself traveling in time and you whisper in, in yourself as a child, say and you know what, don't worry about this. Right now, it feels like it's overwhelming, but you're going to be okay. Having had children, I hear them telling me things that might come up in life and they think it's them. Oh my God, you don't understand this is happening to me. And I don't minimize the impact it has on them. But what I try to remind them is that's not personal I mean you could have this conversation with any child and therefore any adult that what's happened is if you take it personal you lose it and I as a parent can go back and say things to my kids to try to help them deal with whatever issues going on and what I've learned kind of confirms what you're saying Julie is I healed a lot of myself because as I had to really focus on bringing myself to that space of where they were and the pain that they felt which Mm -hmm. was very real I had to travel in my own time. And when I was that child who was bullied or made feel like I wasn't good enough, I didn't fit in, or a teacher said something to me that made me feel horrible, you know, and sometimes you don't want to do it. So you tell your kids, "Leave, you know, stop it, stop it. And, and it's not because you don't love them. It's because it's painful for you to go in that space. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things that I did, because I had so many issues, my own issues, that I went into that space and it helped me, I think, be a better parent, you know, and I think that speaks to exactly what you're saying about Neville Goddard I mean I did that because I had to try Mm -hmm. I wanted to help Mm -hmm. whomever I was talking to Mm -hmm. and I really wanted to make a difference And and the only way I could do it was to access where they were and of course I had to do it through my own childhood so is that something I believed I had to do have these crazy things happen so I could access it I don't know but in doing that I could now take that process and now do it in a different level to even go to other stuff that has relates to nobody else but me and go back in that time and try to heal myself and that is really cool that I never Mm -hmm. thought about Mm -hmm. until you really started talking about that that there is an immense power and you always know people get caught up in. oh my god if I do it am I gonna lose myself or am I gonna have a demon that jumps into my body (laughs) oh it's garbage because I know at this point I know who I am so
0: now let me go back and like wait a second what did I think that's a huge tool and yes time is so helpful to categorize events and emotions and things that occur and yet as a tool you can also utilize it not just to categorize but to move you ahead which is funny because you're just where you are but you're still moving yourself ahead from that it's such a valuable tool and it's your choice as to what you're going to stick with experiencing if you stay in the past and consistently that's kind of odd to think of well i'm just experiencing my past so when you're right here or you worry about the future my god what am i going to do when i retire is that what you're doing right now retiring so
1: isn't that a fascinating what we just described and we described again with Neville going back in time mm-hmm. and healing yourself that's all awesome okay and then I'm going to sit back and say as we have said what are we going to do with this what are we going to do with all that we've worked through in the process or whatever and you know what If that's the case, that we can go back and help our younger, pained self, well, why can't we open the door to our future self to come in and tell us? What you're going through is okay. It will be fine. Because wherever you are, again, here you are. And whatever happened in your past, it could have been incredibly painful. But here you are. And right now, all is fine all is well so your future self can say in that space of your future you being in the moment where all is well can come back to when you're at a point where you feel I don't know what I'm going to do how am I going to get through this this pain is overwhelming open up to sensing your future self
0: in that space of everything right now is okay coming to you And so as all time is relative it just opens you up to understanding the question of the chapter If you're really aware of when do I measure time, that's priceless. Part 5. World. How do I stay balanced in the real world? And we're talking about how to stay balanced in the real world in harmony So this is my favorite chapter of the book "The world is about
1: balance and everything we're talking about is trying to strip you free of all the beliefs and thoughts that really kept you out of balance and to work towards achieving balance and also being an acupuncturist you know everyone has different views a balanced body, mind and spirit is when yin and yang are in balance I mean we're constantly moving. So instead of beating ourselves up because we're out of balance, well we're always going to be out of balance. We're never going to be completely in balance. Yin and Yang and never completely in balance. They work into one another, but it's in those imbalances that we get to work out more of the kinks. So if I'm going to use the vision of the sun rising and setting and then the moon coming out as yin and yang do, if I think of it as a circle, you know, we're kind of always moving in and out of the circle. We're not in in a complete circle and each time we adjust we have a little bit of an ability to try to bring ourselves back in alignment yet always changing and that's what i love about this chapter this actually is the chapter that says hey it's okay that you're not in balance you're never going to be in balance this is not an end point you don't read this book and wow i'm enlightened whatever it is you want to define it as we are consistently a work in process that's what life is it's through change that we we grow and learn and we're supposed to do that. So I guess when I sit back and I say, damn, someone triggered me again and I get mad. If I keep going back to that, there's something I still need to get. And it's not to beat myself up on because I'm processing. Every now and then it gets triggered. Why is that? That's a part of this bigger lesson. When I'm triggered and I have a reaction that I'm saying, "Geez, that's not really my truth. I know
0: the truth of this. So for me, I'm also intrigued that balance and imbalance are the duality. I mean, that is so cool when you get to the awareness of that and that statement we say that you realize that it's natural for us to be out of balance that makes so much sense when you can align with that and that's where all the opportunities to learn and grow come from and then when you understand when you move to the different extremes that's when you start to harmonize and you reach harmony at this point it's part of the world we're talking about time we're
1: talking about doing things differently and understanding balance from a different standpoint and once you start integrating of course You're gonna go right into truth and awareness.
0: So The Kabbalion by Three Initiates is a really cool book. You can read it and read it again and keep on getting different information. And yet there's always somewhere else to go with The Kabbalion. And that's always the question that we have is, how do we approach it from a different angle? We came up with a great answer. We put together a book of trivia on
1: The Kabbalion. And that is one way that we pushed ourselves into looking at it from a
0: different perspective. Exactly. And so if you're listening to our podcast and you want to go further into more of the energy, you got to check this ebook out because it will propel you. And it's only pennies, but it's worth so much more because when you get in that space, if you can have something that can take you and send you somewhere else in the energy in a different way, it's priceless. Touche. Hi, Julie here. Susan and I appreciate you listening to our podcast. Did you also know we've written lots of ebooks and books together? Check out the link in our bio. Find us both on Amazon Author Pages. Tarot cards are a cool tool to open up and expand your intuition. In fact, the major arcana, the picture cards, are said to follow the stages of life from birth to death and beyond. In the same way, Susan and I blocked out the experience of life into parts, self, journey, people, environment, and world in our book. Energetic Invocations, a book of vibrational change. Each part intensely explores aspects of the life experience. But don't take my word for it. Check it out on Amazon. Download the parts as an ebook, or get the whole book available now. About the Blue Book of Energy, Energetic Invocations, a book of vibrational change, an Energetic Invocations series, a book of vibrational change, Volumes 1 to 17 with Process This.
1: And, you know, the last part of this is really about the book, what our hopes are, why we did it. I guess what's the practical aspect of the book, you know, because we wrote the book because as we said, that there was a need that we had. We'd done a lot of research, we looked at a lot of things, we looked at the practical side of things, we looked at more the energetic side of things. We said this throughout different parts, that we were trying to make sense of what made no sense. And you know, you do all of this, and I guess the part that we're sharing is, we've read the book, we process processed the book, we put the book together, and where are our lives? And this isn't about us. It's actually taking all of this and bringing it into a practical sense. We've lived through all of this, as we went through each part of it. We can talk extensively because we experienced it. We experienced who I am. We went through our journey. We went into expertise. We, you know, are still constantly, in some respects, defining expertise. Currency, that was a riot. I had a lot of fun with that one, let me we tell you. duped it out on that one. And, you know, at this point, I look back over this part of the journey, and I look at a lot of people who stepped in to play roles to help us define some of this. And, you know, we could get angry about it. We could could be critical, you know, and I've gotten to a point where I can sit back and say, you know what, I have gratitude they were there. It doesn't mean I want them back there. It doesn't mean I need to go back now and tell them, oh, thank you for what you did, but I can move on to other places knowing that they were there to help us.
0: And with that awareness of what we were processing and what we were doing, we took the lead in recognizing that it wasn't story, but there was something we were fleshing out And these people were showing up, which was very cool in different denominations and different characters. And we were taking the responsibility to own our own lives and our own progression through our lives and our own truth in our own lives to understand what was going on and to look for the truth of what was occurring rather than just the story and to play into drama.
1: Sometimes it was very difficult. This
0: is an amazing
1: journey. And when you get through a lot of it, everything changes, but. again, you know, we say, I think in the first chapter that you're going to reread many of these chapters. You're going to revisit the information because you're going to need to, because now as you start working, you're going to need to go back and you're going to want to look at it again and revisit it because it's almost like going back and it's like being the fighter, right? You're out there and you have your trainer that you go back and he's like, all right, you're doing good. You know, you're doing okay. Yeah. you got beaten up a little bit. You got to get back out there though. Come on, you can do it. And I think that's worth saying because there are times that we went through it and I have to say, i'm like what the heck i've had it i'm done and i think i want to say that because nobody else says that everyone says oh it's easy the answer's in you and yes that's all truth but you're gonna feel certain things and you're going to experience and people going to tell you you're wrong and people are going to tell you you don't fit in and so you finally embrace that's true I don't fit in. Nobody fits in. No one's meant to fit in. We're all meant to be individuals and if we're all individuals this place becomes a beautiful place and there's no bullying. There's no lack and if you can embrace that you don't fit in. You understand you're a greater part of something, and that's okay. You know, when we're talking about what do we want to say, I think that's it. You're not supposed to fit in, and all these things are people saying to you, you're supposed to fit in, because you're supposed to be the one that we're going to, you know, bully, or you're going to be the one that we're going to tell you this is who you are, and you're responsible for doing this, and we have expectations of you, and I'm here to tell you, you're not supposed to fit in, and that does not excuse you from having inappropriate behavior towards another person. That doesn't mean you can lash out. What that means is you don't use your energy to lash out at another person or upon yourself. You take that and you empower yourself to say, that's right, I don't fit in. I am supposed to be who I am and
0: I am going to embrace it. And it's about time that there was the expression that it's okay if you don't fit in. It's not this constant struggle to fit in and change for what other people want. So I go one step step further. Not only
1: is it okay not to fit in, I'm telling you, you are not supposed to fit in. That is not for your highest and best, nor is it... For the benefit
0: of this planet or your fellow human beings. So, you know, with that said, I want to backpedal a little bit and get to the truth of the fact that you have to work to that truth for yourself. Okay? We're not telling you as gurus. We're not telling you because we know the way it is. We're telling you because, guess what? We went through the process of this book. We could have just done it and not written a book. Right. We wouldn't have known anything about this. We wouldn't have shared anything. Instead... I like to write. We have great conversations together. You know, we documented stuff. We looked at the science. We looked at all the path of what we went through. And it was the kind of thing that we wanted to read that would help us process what we were going through. And there are times I open it up and reflect on
1: things. At this point, the important thing is that You're not supposed to fit in. You're meant to be who you are. Get rid of all the expectations and obligations that people have thrown upon you. However, you are still responsible for what you say and what you do. This is not a calling card to say, hey, I can go and tell people off or I can go after someone and yell at them or anything. That is, once again, you haven't done the work. But you take that energy and you use it to empower who you really are. And if everybody did that, I want to see other people empowered, strong, powerful, doing things because there are so many people out there that can do things I can't do. I find fascinating the talents of people. And if you don't go with your talent but you fit in or you take what you can do and you mold it to something that is acceptable, then I think things
0: are lost. I think when you take what you said before and you bring that into an environment in a space, it changes everything. It changes everything. When it's not a whole bunch of people just trying to fit in to It creates a whole different space of cool individuality with all the things that you stressed about not going to the bad extreme of it, but going to the empowering extreme of it.
1: So understand you're a greater part of something and we wish you well on your journey. Have fun. Have fun.
0: Thank you for listening to this production from EI Alliance. Check out our Amazon Authors pages for books and podcasts. Find New Threads music and their latest album on iTunes, Spotify, and newthreads.us.